6: We get underway a little bit earlier today as we say hi. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. This is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. We're getting Michael Lombardi up as we welcome you in on a Friday. Uh Hey, there he is. I can Uh hear my man. What's up, big guy? I'm awake. I've been up for hours. No, 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 no. Up up as far as technically. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm great.
7: I mean, you know, look, we have five minutes that we, uh, you know, that we Vison didn't handle. We'll handle it. Don't
6: worry. We, we got it. it. And, we uh, got it, Michael. We got it. We'll,
7: we'll manage this clock a hell of a lot better than my <laughs> man Mike McCarthy managed it last night. I now that's a segue. That. That's a segue. Perfect. That's exactly why we call this. It's, you know, I thought about that all day. That's what I was doing th- when I was walking the dogs this morning. I thought about how can I segue that in. There you go. Okay. So let's start
6: there then. Again, a 31-29 let's, let's, let's Bucks talk. win. Uh, yeah, suck let's up. Talk. South Carolina with uh, the 36 yarder, two seconds to go. Uh, but so again, c- congratulations on your part. You told the betters to take the nine. It goes over the posted total of 52 and a half, which closed 52 and a half by the third quarter. Michael, that wasn't in question, but let's go back to what you said, the time management.
7: Yeah, I mean, look, there. you know, uh, the idiots on Twitter are going to tell us the reason the game should have been a nine-point spread was because the Bucks dropped passes and they fumbled. Well, so did the Dallas screw-up, too. Like, there was a bunch of it, right? That line was, I thought that line was really stupid at nine-and-a-half. I, I never understood that. Like I said yesterday on this program, that line is reflective of Andy Dalton playing quarterback for the Cowboys, not Dak Prescott. Again no that line made no sense at all it made no sense at all and they could play that game ten times and that line's never coming in at nine and a half Dallas could move the ball now you say well Tampa got a guy, bunch of guys hurt in the secondary no doubt no doubt but that's why we call depth you got to play I mean you can't take your marbles and go home if you get a couple guys hurt in your secondary that can th- this cowboy team can move the ball I was worried the entire time since the number posted of a backdoor cover when it was six and a half, when it was six and a half. And I thought that we learned something. Every game we learned something, and we need to write it down. We learned from the Notre Dame-Florida State game that the the fourth quarter and the second half, teams get exhausted in the heat and humidity. We knew this was going to go over. We knew it was going to go over because we saw it with Florida State and, and Notre Dame, two teams that we played the under on. We were wrong, so we learned. But to me, this is really about everybody's going to say, and I've read it this morning, Kellen Moore did a great job calling plays. Okay, great. Kellen Moore's an independent contractor. He's an independent contractor. He's just calling. Nobody's telling him what to call. First and 10, after they have that ridiculous timeout with 1.51 to go, with the play clock after the kid at Lamb went out of bounds, they throw a pass. They basically give Tampa a free timeout. Mm -hmm. You know, like at that point, McCarthy never understood his opponent was the clock and the, the Bucks, Like, he needed to be able to run that clock and kick that field goal with no time left on it. But yet he's calling time. You know, they're throwing passes because that's what Kellen Moore does. It's my job to get first downs and score points. Nobody's telling him, run the ball here, Kellen. we got to get that clock going. Well, they'll use a timeout. Maybe they wouldn't have. But to me, I think the end of the half game management was horrible and the end of the game game management was horrible. And really, when the Cowboys flew back last night, they said to themselves, they lost this game in poor red zone offense. They were one for four in the red zone, right? Mm -hmm. Kill yourself. Poor special teams coverage. Poor special teams performance, right? And then their inability to get off the field in a two-minute drill. That's why you lose.
6: So we've got... Now, what, 17 weeks of football, Michael? How many times this year are we going to see a team lose the turnover battle, lose time of possession, and lose penalties, which is all – it was minus three in turnovers, more penalties, and less time of possession for Tampa Bay, and they won the football game? That may not happen again this year. Well, I mean,
7: look, uh, you know, Rick Goslin just posted this up on Twitter. It's a fascinating stat. Uh, Quarterbacks who throw 50 passes or more – in a game are 18 and 85. Wow. 18 and 85. And last night, both quarterbacks threw the ball over 50 times. Now, Brady's 2-0 and when he throws it over 50. Prescott's 1-4. But the, the, the sin of the game, the sin of the game, and I know we have to go to the break, the sin of the game is that your best player, the guy you've paid the most money to, Zeke Elliott
6: touches the ball 13 times vcin the sports betting network michael lombardi this is the lombardi line i'm patrick maher live from the vcin studios here at the south point michael handed you a winner yesterday with the cowboys and i i just want to reiterate what michael said because i loved it yesterday and i love it today his cap nine and a half if you're going to cap that game last night at nine and a half you're capping the cowboys from last year with andy dalton under center made no sense to apply that number with dak prescott we'll get to prescott's performance here in a second but again I want to ask you to reiterate the stat you just said about attempts over 50, but I'll just say this. Tampa Bay, 4-1 to as far as turnover, minus three. Time of possession, Dallas had the ball more. Penalties, Tampa Bay was penalized more. The Cowboys flew home. That's as tough a loss as you're going to have.
7: Well, I mean, you know, when you do the turnover takeaway, the Cowboys missed a field goal. So that's a turnover right okay. there. So it's, you know, three to two. So, you know, you clean that up. But look, when you're one for four or one for five in the red zone, what were they? They were, you know, they were, uh, they were one for five in the red zone. I mean, you can't game, you can't win games like that. You can't execute and win games if you don't have a great red zone plan. You know, and if you're only going to give your best player the ball 13 times, and he's going to, you know, not be in two of them are in the passing game. You know, look, I, we've said this all summer. Dallas was never going to dominate with their defensive front. I mean, the game was on the line; they couldn't put pressure on Brady. That was never going to happen. They had to control the ball. They, but this Cowboy defense allowed 31 points in 25 minutes. That's less than a. That that's more than that's almost a point. That's less than a point a minute. Trying to do the math here. I'm going to get my paws out and count. You know, it's like ridiculous. (laughs) You can't play defense like that, you know, And, and they're not able to control the pace of the game. And you've got to play caller and Kellen Moore who did a really good job calling plays, but not managing the game. And if McCarthy's going to hold the play sheet and stand there, he's got to do something to manage the game. You know, we need a run here. We can't take a sack here. we got to play this game. You put Bill Parcells on that Cowboys' sideline, they win that game by two touchdowns. Wow. I'm just telling you, they're going to win that game. They're not going to mess around with it. They're going to have good plays in the red zone. They're going to handle the red zone. They're not going to make a mistake. I mean, Mike is uh, Mike is like a fish out of water. He's not calling the game, but he doesn't really know how to manage the game as a non-play caller.
6: So your issue with the Cowboys yesterday, just to be clear, critical play calling and time management. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Okay.
7: I mean, and, and you know, you, you look, did they miss Zach Martin? Sure. I mean, Vita Vey's power inside gave them tremendous trouble. But that secondary was poor. I don't have a problem with him throwing it 50 times. I have a problem with paying Zeke Elliott like he's Alvin Kamara or he's Christian McCaffrey, and then don't use him. Like, why not just trade him to Baltimore? Now, Baltimore signed Latavius Murray today, but why not trade Zeke to Baltimore? Because Baltimore wouldn't take that. Ca-
6: would they take the contract? Is the question? Well, I mean,
7: some of it, it would. The, the cap the number cowboys, would be re- yeah. more reasonable for the cap for the. Like, why not trade him?
6: Yeah, I you agree. Trade him. Doesn't Pollard look more explosive? I mean, it's weird. It I, does. I, it's, it's, I saw that yesterday. I was like, well, that was a nice run by Zeke. No, that was Pollard. Pollard looked fresh. And Zeke got skinny, I guess. But they, what, 11 carries, uh, two catches. So he's not even being utilized in the, in, the, in the passing game. Yards per play, Michael, 6.7 for the Bucks. Uh, Dallas, 5.8. I know that's one you look at as well. Um, but Dak, can we focus on Dak for a second? I just want to get mm-hmm. your take. Uh, 58 attempts, 42 complete. Uh 403 yards passing, three touchdowns. He had the pick. He had the one sack. Your thoughts overall on Dak Prescott coming back here?
7: I mean, look, as I'm watching the game, I'm thinking to myself, okay, yeah, maybe he's not worth 43 million, but he's probably worth 39. We might have overspent by 4 million. He's really good. He's great. He's really good. He made some great throws. I mean, it wasn't his fault. You know, the red zone play calling wasn't what it needed to be. You know, and and they don't really, they've got to find a way to, you know, Dan Henning said this years ago, we need, in football, you need tendencies. If you don't have any tendencies, you can't be any good. They need an identity. And when they get down to that red zone, they're going to have to have it. Look, look, I said this, I, I think Dan Quinn's a wonderful man. I think he's positive, he's energetic, he's all those things, and I love, right? But at the end of the day, they're not talented enough on defense to run that scheme. You know, they got Treston Hills out for six games. Gallimore six to eight weeks with an injury. I mean, I don't know where they're going to get any help. I don't know where they're going to get any help. Like, they can't dominate. If you can't dominate the front, it's hard to run that. They can't play man-to-man. It's, you know, and you can't play man-to-man. You can't get in two-minute.
6: So... And I'm just taking a look at this. I just wanted to throw a couple more stats at you and get your reaction. I mean, total yards is pretty much even 451 for the Cowboys, 431 for Tampa Bay. But let's go back to something you said. And how do we apply this to the better moving forward as far as Dallas? I'm a better, and now I'm thinking Dallas. What do I take from this? What am I looking at moving forward from this Dallas Cowboy team? Well, they're going to
7: have to play. So, what do you learn anytime you play a game? You learn how do we have to win? What are we going to do? What will it take for us to continue to win? And if you're Dallas, you're going to have to get some balance. You're going to have to have the ball 34 minutes. Your defense isn't good enough to play. It's just not. And I know that's a really good offense we went against, but you're going to go against a lot of good offenses. It was too easy for Brady. So we're going to have to be able to control the pace of the game. We've got to control the pace of the game. We've got to win with our offense. We're going to have to be able to score. Anytime we have our opportunities to put the game away and extend the lead, we cannot become a passive on offense. And I think we've got to improve our kicking game. If if you put Bill Parcells in that office tomorrow, today, that he would be spending more time on kickoff coverage. The average starting field position for the Bucks was the 33-yard line. That's not good enough. No. You know, you, you had no return. You, you got to be able to get better in the kicking game. We've got to get better kicking game players on this team. That would be the first thing I would do. Secondly, I would try to find a way to either use Zeke Elliott in more of the passing game in some other areas, or just or, or what am I doing with him? He's eating up a ton of cap room and I'm not getting any production. Thirteen touches isn't enough. Trade him. Trade him. Trade him to somebody who wants a back. Trade him to somebody who knows how to how to use them. We clearly don't know how to use them. You walk off that field and and, and Zeke's got 13 touches. I mean, that's not, I mean, maybe I'm completely off on Zeke's evaluation. Maybe he just isn't any good. And if he's not any good, then cut him and get rid of the contract. But to me, 13, when you walk out, he's got to be able to pace this game. We got to play a certain way. We got to get better in the kicking game. We got to get a more reliable kicker. I think there's no doubt about that. We got to get more reliable. I mean, this Zerline thing, you could just see it now. Here's the problem you hire John Fossil from the Rams, right? John Fossil loves Zerline. They got rid of Zerline. They got rid of Fossil, right? He wants all the guys that he's comfortable with. You know, like Bill Walsh used to say all the time, when the assistant coaches are happy, we're not going to win. We're not going to win. Like somebody's got to make the assistant coaches do something different than what they want to do. And so we got this kicker because you're comfortable with
6: him. No, he's missing – how long has he been missing kicks, Patrick? Pull! I used to, one of my first jobs was I'd pull the pigeon, clay pigeons for the guys that would shoot them, and I'd go ready, they go pull, and I just kept on hearing pull when I saw Zerline kick the ball yesterday. Everything was pulled, and it, it, he's not, the, now, the defense, so I'm thinking now is a better Cowboys moving forward, obviously it's going to be baked into the number as far as betting overs on this team, but can I, my expectations for this defense, can they get better, what can they do? I
7: don't know where you, they're not going to scheme you better they can't play man to man no you know they i mean and and you know you can talk about you know their the game i mean you could talk about well you know they've got all these great linebackers in there and you know that they got this and they got that and you know when you look at it and, i mean parson's had what they did three tackles and four assists i mean their leading tackler was a secondary player right yep. i mean their leading tackler was a secondary player in fact i'm trying to find my man here you know, he's not even on the stat sheet. Oh, Jalen Smith. There he is. he got four four combined
6: two tackles, two assists. Anthony Brown led the team, the cornerback and tackles like that. They look history. slow.
7: I mean I mean I thought I, I thought that Jalen Smith looked slow. I, I didn't too. think they look fast. I didn't think they look if you're gonna run that scheme, you gotta look explosively fast. Look, I think the Bucks you get 11 penalties. The Bucks had their own mistakes. Now, you know, anybody thinks the Bucs are going 17-0 and 0 with that, I don't see it. Because people know if you can block them, you can attack that secondary. We said it on the show yesterday yep. before they got all the guys hurt. If we block them, they're going to throw it on them.
6: Well, there is somebody that believes the Bucks can go seventeen and zero, or excuse me, twenty and zero, because our buddy John Ewing over at BetMGM said a Tampa Bay Buccaneer to go twenty to zero bet was made at uh, plus one twenty-five. What? what, 1250 here, a better at BetMGM wagered 2500 to win, $312,500. That's not happening. But like, that, that defense, uh, Cowboys were having fun with that secondary. And Murphy Bunting, I don't know if he's – I think a dislocated elbow, so it shouldn't be done for the year, but they were banged up as well.
7: They were. And, I mean, look, that one drive early in the second quarter, I think it was, where C.D. Lamb had that huge drop. I think it was the first drive of the game. It was the first drive of the it game. It was, He's yes. He's got that huge drop. I mean, you know, the Cowboys were really, their execution was fairly good when you look at it. I mean, the Bucks' execution was not good. Of course, they didn't have the ball a lot, but their execution, they had their share of drops too. I mean, Brady throws the ball. He's got 18 incompletions. I mean, that's not really what you want. You know, they got 42 completions and 18 rushes. That's 60. You know, the, the, they only had 46. They only had 46, and they were able to win. in 46 execution of 46 rushes and completions, they scored 31 points. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That Both teams had two receivers over 100 yards. You know, and, and you could see, Patrick, the more Brady's there, the more this is New England's offense. It is total New England. The touchdown pass to Gronk is vintage New England. In fact, go back to the playoff game when the Chiefs you know, it that happened in the playoff game with the Chiefs starting on a drive. The Chiefs went zero blitz. He ran a, he ran instead of running over the middle, he ran towards the sideline. No, I'm sorry, Super Bowl. It was in the Super Bowl. Remember the play in the Super Bowl that started the drive? Gronk was in the Wade Phillips blitzed, and then he caught that. That's all vintage. Mm-hmm. That's all vintage. Uh, 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 New England. I mean, Brady's running. It's it's all his stuff. I didn't think Fournette looked great last night. I, I, I thought I
6: thought he looked, he looked just kind of stuck in mud a little bit. I didn't think he looked explosive, Fournette.
7: Yeah, I mean, and, and he had what nine carries. You know, one thing I think we'll see more from Arians. Aaron, Arians does want to try to get the rushings up, but I mean, look. Let's face it. Zeke had a long run of thirteen yards, and he still only averaged three yards a carry. Had too many bad, too many bad runs. They gave and two. As Walsh used to say too. Bill used to say this all the time. It's easy to scheme pass plays. It's really easy to scheme pass plays. It's hard to scheme the run. And you could see that in Dallas.
6: You know, it's interesting with Dallas, Michael, because they gave two contracts. The Jalen Smith contract was almost one to prove a point. And Jalen Smith yeah. doesn't look like the same player. The Zeke Elliott contract was Cabo Wabo. They got backed into a corner, thought they could win it all that year, so felt like they needed to pay him. And now they're kind of up against it with that contract as well. I agree with you. Move on from him. If, if you can, if you can find a taker, um, get some of that money off the books I mean, and move on from yeah, him. Get it off the if books. If you're not going mean, to use him. Gonna... I mean, 11 carries. Right. And it's, I mean, listen, we they were behind. It's not like they were down two touchdowns in this game. I mean, it was always right there for him. You understand? So it's not like they could have ran the ball. And they need him to pace the game. They need
7: him to be involved in the game plan. They need him to do the things that he's capable of doing. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, this is what he does well. He can control the game. I mean, right now he's making, you know, his, his cap number is, his cap number this year is, I think they just redid his deal again. So, you know, I I mean, they would take a huge hit. I mean, they basically guaranteed him. He's got 5'8. Next year he's at 5'8. And then all the signing bonus money goes away. It's the time to trade him, is now. The um, The time to trade. I mean, I would, I mean, you got, look, if we're not going to use him, if we don't know how to use him, and, and, and when we play in the biggest games and we can't use him, what good is paying him, you know, a six year, $90 million contract extension? 50 of guarantees
6: pollard for 4.7 on his attempts last night he was better last year as far as average attempt zeke three yards per carry on his 11 carries but where you really wanted to use him and see him more was late in the game when when they had that the throw to the sideline it was just you're 100 now that it's Thinking about it, you're 100% right, the way that they mismanaged that late. But you're saying that's not a Kellen Moore thing. Let Kellen Moore call the plays, but you have to step in if you're McCarthy and say, no, 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 no. That's not how we're, we're not handling this last drive here. No. Look,
7: it, 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 Kellen Moore's job is to get first downs and score points. Right. And until somebody tells him to not to, – to, to, I want to run here. First and 10, I want to run. I want to start the clock. I want to see what Bruce is going to do. I want to be able to – you know, if we got to run another run, we'll put it all on third down. You know, but we got to control this game. We can't allow Tom Brady to have time back on the clock. All they need is a field goal to beat us. It's a warm summer night in Tampa. The air is thin. It's, you know, he can make it from who knows where. I mean, at the end of the half, we take that horrible sack. You know, we give away points in the middle eight. You know, it's just horrible. We turn the ball over in the red zone. We don't score. In the, I mean, we did everything in our power to lose the game, and yet we're there at the end of the game and we had a chance to control our destiny and we don't do it. Situational football. We got the ball, 151 to go in the game. We got the ball on their 40. What are we doing?
6: So if you're Jones, the f- is one of the first things, we'll come back here in a minute, but if you're Jones, one of the first things you're saying to McCarthy is uh, get involved. <laughs> like, what are you
7: doing? Well, that, what no, are you st- I don't think Jerry's saying that because I think the hardest thing to do in sports, like my take on their, their losing is going to be completely different than what they're in their building. They're going to be complaining about the non-offensive pass gotcha. interference call. That's so they're, they're going to make gonna
6: excuses calling. as opposed to being realistic.
7: Yeah, they're not going to write down, this is why we lost the game. Because you know the the non-call on the off, it was offensive pass. If sure. there ever is a definition of offensive, that's that was it right there, right it in really front was. of the guys. Absolutely. I mean, but that's not why you lost the game. That's that that, that would be that would be the lazy narrative.
6: That would be li- lipstick on that pig. That's going to pop up later in the year, right? It's all coming back, and and you know, and where are we? Have have we got any better? I mean, we don't have blown
7: assignments with Dan Quinn, but are we any better? Didn't appear. I'll let you ponder on that for a while. I'm gonna.
6: Give me about three minutes to think about it and I'll have an answer. Also, we've got drama in Baltimore, injuries. We'll get to those next here at Lombardi Line.
3: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics,
6: MGM, of course, uh, Nevada's premier sports betting app. All your favorite wagering options. In-game betting boosted special. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the Strip. Bring your state-issued ID. Visit BetMGM.com. State-of-the-art technology, 1-800-522-4700 if you have a gambling problem. As we welcome you back here on the Lombardi Line, a big weekend ahead as we get it going. Our first full Sunday in the NFL, of course. we got week two college football coming up. we got four games tonight, which we'll get to, but we do have breaking news here on the Lombardi line and that is Curtis Samuel we talked about him yesterday Michael Lombardi he's going to head to the IR for the Washington football team short-term IR so he'll miss at least the first three games we have injury news to get to with Baltimore but this is a big loss for Washington team that spent big on Samuel
7: yeah, I mean, look, they have going to have Terry McLaurin's going to have to pick up the slack, and they're going to have to figure out, you know. But I think Adam Humphreys will really be a good player for them. He looked good this summer. He did, you know, he got lost in that Tennessee. You know, sometimes players get lost in Tennessee, especially inside players. Janu Smith was lost. They didn't get him the ball very much. Adam Humphreys didn't get the ball much in Tennessee. And It was more of an outside offense. I think uh, that's what's going to be interesting. What Arthur Smith does with Pitts and Hayden Hurst, but you know, look. Uh, I mean it's going to come down to Fitzie and it's going to come down to to the, to the Gibbs in the back is he going to take that giant mother may I step forward I think that's going to be the critical component to Washington's success on offense
6: yeah I, I totally agree. So, Samuel to the IR with the hamstring, which, again, they'll check him in three weeks, but who knows if he's going to be ready then. Those tend to bark. He's had the issue for a while now. Uh, the Chargers at Washington, you take a look at the number on your board there, Michael. You see it's jumping all around. Mm-hmm. So, yesterday we were sitting at a pick 'em, but you can see some books have Washington laying a point. I got a book here in town with the Chargers laying a point. So, we're dancing around that pick 'em with Washington to the Chargers laying a point somewhere in there. Yeah, it's just all over, isn't
7: it? Yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's got a ton, a ton of tickets. Did you see what? how many tickets ended up on the board last night? Yeah, one billion. Final, <laughs> yeah, like 100,000 tickets ended up on the
6: board last night. I mean, it's unbelievable. I think this gambling thing may take off It's what I'm starting, I mean, 30, I'm starting 000, to think.
7: There's 30,000 already written. And still the leader in the clubhouse for the most written tickets is the is the uh, the 49ers in Detroit. You know, and that line, I'm seeing some eight and a halfs pop off offshore in that line. Oh, Westgate's at 8.5 now,
6: too. Oh, my goodness. Circa went to 8 on that game. Wow. So Michael's referencing San Francisco, and Detroit. My gosh, you're right. So remember, we even joked that it was frozen at seven and a half yesterday. And now it unfroze. <laughs> <laughs> that's, called,
7: that's called that's called the climate. What do we call that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do they call that? Here? Well, you know uh, what
6: it was? Climates. It was buffering. You get on a computer. More. It's not buffering yeah. anymore. It went up. It cleared up. Yeah. Well, it, now it's eight. Now it's eight. Now I mean, it's eight. We have an here. here. Eight 49ers and yeah. Lions. So what's draft, again, what's DraftKings on that number? That's, uh, we'll get that Steph will look it up for us. The one thing, Michael, just for the novice better. So again, what, what are we looking at here? If you want, want eight and a half? No, no, no. On 49ers lions. I was going to say, if it's one and a half, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take the 49. Eight. DraftKings is at eight. So hey,
7: look. Hey, look. Vegas is giving out picks today. He's charging a thousand bucks. He said take Tampa on the money line. I mean, who wouldn't pay a thousand dollars for that valuable information? I mean, I think mean, about it.
6: I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, man? where
7: could you get that knowledge from? I mean, oh my God. The Cowboys I, were hey, coming
6: er, back the other way, plus 360. So, oh, I mean, it's not yeah, exactly I yet. mean, it's
7: brilliant. I mean, how do you spend all that time? I, I marvel at it. Anyway, well, I digress. So,
6: just for novice betters, if you're looking at 49ers Lions, Michael, what does that mean? If you you want to bet the lines? You may want to hold on because you might get eight and a half. You might get nine because that is going up.
7: Yeah, it is. It's going. It's it's moving like crazy, and there's a ton of action on it. And there's no money coming in on Detroit, so you know it's it's that we don't have a a play for it. We don't have the reverse line to a reverse line to a second line to a fake line to a a, a sharper line. I mean, this is just all straight <laughs> cash, homie. <laughs>
6: Uh, Buffalo, we are. We're always looking for the key numbers. Okay, so again, three seven, two of them. You see Buffalo at, at a couple of books. It looks like seven is popping. Do you see any other yeah. sevens? I see one seven, I, six and a half mostly. I mostly's. see one
7: six. I see six at Westgate. I see six and a half at Caesars and Circa. So you know, I mean, and and I think we still have it. Oh, we have it. South Point has it at six. So it's just teetering all around there. Again, shop for the best number, and if you like it. And you think it's trending in the wrong direction or it's coming down, I think you're, you, you'll, whatever side you like, I, clearly now the, 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 the Broncos Giant game has gone. It opened at one. It's all straight threes. And what's interesting about that game, Patrick, is the money is fairly split 51 mm-hmm. 49,
6: but yet the line's moving to Denver. Baltimore is laying four on Monday night here in Vegas. Will that number move going with the news? Going we heard. Down, I saw M. Lombardi NFL tweet that number is going to move. When we come back, we'll find out why. Big time injuries with the Ravens next here in Lombardi Line. So football season's kicked off, but it doesn't matter. Get the guide now. Get ready. Get ready for Sunday. Profiles on every team. VCN Expert Picks. Season win totals, division finishes, player awards. VCN.com slash subscribe. It's just nineteen ninety-nine right now. Sign up for Vison All Access and get everything we offer the entire football season. VCN.com slash subscribe. And as a just a shameless plug. Michael and I love YouTube because we like going on history deep dives. <laughs> <laughs> I just laugh about my Truman deep dive. I literally just ignored text messages. That, you
7: go, you got to go to the Truman Library. You got to—it's right there. I think it's Independence, Missouri. You got to go there. So
6: remember when go. I remember when I, I I was gone for a couple of days in July. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I when I drove from here to Michigan. My my main stop was Independence, Missouri. I'm the big Truman did guy. You go? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah. I put Jeezy in a, uh, a they somebody watched her. I got somebody to watch the dog, so I I went spent 5 hours at Truman's library. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. That's
7: great. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean I, when we drove across the country, I wanted to hit libraries, but we had the dogs with us. And, you it's, know, I know, it's, it can it, be troublesome. It's too hard to do that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to hit the Clinton Library in Little Rock and, and do all those, and, and some of them are just incredible. I mean, I would urge anybody, whether it doesn't matter party totally. affiliation or not, but the LBJ Library on the campus of Texas oh, I'd is love the most to go. magnificent. It's magnificent. And the, the, what's so unbelievable is when you walk into the building and you look to your, uh, you look up at these giant marble stairs and there's four floors of red books staring you in the face. And you say to somebody, what are all those red books? And that's all his correspondence from the time he was a congressman till he was the president. It's incredible. All of, It's four floors of red eight-inch-thick books. It's amazing.
6: Yeah, and we'll get to the Ravens just quickly. I've never said a book. I mentioned the Truman book, which is a 1,000 pages or more, and it took me a year to read it. I've never said a book where you didn't say, oh, yeah, I read that. You are the most well-read person that I know. No, I... You really are.
7: We have a a Jeopardy champion in the family. I'm I'm not as well-read as anybody. Trust me. (laughs) Three
6: three letters that you don't want to hear. ACL, Michael Lombardi. The Ravens. So we'll get to your tweet about what's going to happen with the number on Monday night. But let's just discuss the impact of these injuries. We knew J.K. Dobbins, who was going to be the featured back this year. He's done for the year. Gus Edwards, who's kind of an undervalued player. Now he's done for the year. ACL. And then Marcus Peters. That's a big cap hit. and Peter's ACL, those are three big losses for a team that wants to win a Super Bowl now. Yeah.
7: Now, look, you know, when I tweeted yesterday, I didn't know about the, uh, the, the uh, Marcus Peters ACL that he, tw- that he tweaked, that he tore just going through drills. But this line's already at three and a half, and it's going to keep going. Uh, the, the problem here for the Ravens is everything they do is built on man-to-man. Now, last year, they didn't have Tavion Young. He had the ACL. So they had Peters, they had Jimmy Smith, who's missed all of training camp. I thought he tore his ACL early when they carted him off, but apparently he's back. They still have Marlon Humphreys. Tavion Young's got to be a really good player for them. He's going to pick up the slack for Peters. Peters is one of these guys who is frustrating for coaches because he guesses all the time. Mm-hmm. He guesses all the time. And a guess is right too much. And so he becomes a little bit of annoying. And if you're Don Martindale, you know, you're going to put pressure on the passer, and you need corners that have that instinct and feel to play, which Peters does. Tavion Young, it's going to be a huge year for him. He's got to play really well. And they're going to have to kind of cover up the secondary a little bit to see what they can come up with. But these injuries, look, the running backs, they can overcome. They can overcome J.K. Dobbins. They can overcome Gus Edwards. They can. They can overcome anybody they it's hard to overcome corners left tackles quarter but there's certain positions you can't they get Latavius Murray a really good runner a hard runner very similar to Mark Ingram they will put him in the game he's going to get the ball he's not dynamic in the passing game so you know if they get a little bit under center and they put Murray in the game people are going to gear up for the run and that might give that might give Lamar Jackson a chance to make some plays in the passing game.
6: And Justice Hill hurt his Achilles as well so you mentioned and you tweeted about it that they signed Latavius Murray who's been a good runner for years now uh, here's a tweet from M Lombardi NFL yesterday which I thought was very astute and something you should be thinking of as about it this is this to me is just a great lesson and what you need to think as soon as you hear news like what you heard out of Baltimore so Michael said losing Edwards and potentially Peters will move that line versus Vegas from four down to three perhaps down to two and a half if you like the Raiders the best move is to g- hit it up quickly now that's a tremendous yeah. point because we're already three and a half and we still have, remember, 80 to 85 percent of the bets are going to come to an hour and a half before the game. So that yeah, number and, is, still has a possibility of moving here.
7: And why do I think that, Patrick? Because I think when you look at the Raiders and, you know, they're going to throw the football, they've got to handle the protections. Gruden's good at protections. He'll be able to handle that. You know, and they'll be able to get the ball out quickly. And they're going to find a corner that they can go attack without Peters. I mean, you're scared to go against Peters. You know, now all of a sudden, who's guarding? You know, now you got pretty good matchups across the board here. You know, and all of a sudden, your third corner becomes your second corner. Eh, It becomes a little bit difficult. So if you can handle the pass rush and they're playing at home, I don't think this number would move if the Raiders were in Baltimore. But the number being at home helps them.
6: I don't know if Peters is a Kenny Rogers fan, but his type, his style of play, he's a gambler, right? He is he, a gambler. He, no that's doubt. the gambler. And he could work for Vieson when his career's done. He could just come and No doubt. Work I mean look,
7: he's what he's what we call a dinner he's a dinner corner. You know, there's breakfast corners and there's dinner corners. Breakfast corners have to win early in the route. They have to win early. They gotta be able to be disruptive at the line of scrimmage and win early. And then there's the dinner corners who win late in the route. They, they play off coverage, they read it, they react to it, and they break on the ball. And that, to me, is really what they're going to miss
6: with Peters. I'm a breakfast for dinner kind of guy, so I don't know what you'd call me if I. I
7: had breakfast for lunch. I mean, it was awesome. You, know, you can't beat it. <laughs> so, so. I was happy as hell. I always ask, like, what do I have for lunch today? Nobody gives me an answer. She won't. Millie won't give me an answer. That's a surprise. I was happily surprised today.
6: Sometimes you got to turn the you turn the day upside down and that, yeah, why not? And have, have why a little not? fun with I'm it. A big
7: pa- you know, get some pancakes for lunch. Why not? Do it. <laughs>
6: of course. I
7: mean, Rennie's is going to close down if Bill Berman doesn't get back here. I mean, the poor restaurants are wondering where the hell he is.
6: You know, it's almost like there's a loss on the show because my phone i i don't even have to put it on silent during the show because it's not blown up i mean r.i.p bill berman yeah, he's, he's at a I retreat. Know. He's. I mean, he's just. Would they take his phone away? Because usually he'd probably be. Tre- he, you know, he probably had Zeke, and he's pissed off in his fantasy league. And by the he way, he did not have Zeke. He
7: stayed away from Zeke. He was staying away from Zeke. He was smart on that one. He stayed way away from
6: Zeke. Well, shouldn't it make the Cowboys fans nauseous when you just said, "Hey, you know, Justice Hill and uh, Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins, they can they can overcome that." Well, then why the hell did Cowboys pay Zeke every dollar on the planet? And I, I supported
7: it. I was like, yes, pay him because he's a weapon. He's a weapon. But they're not he's using not a running him. Back. He's a weapon. But they don't use him. They treat him like a running
6: back. I know.
7: And he can catch. The catch he made over on the sideline before the third down play where they ran the option was a hell of a catch.
6: You're right. You're always right, Michael. You're always thank right. You, Patrick. I don't <laughs> think so, but thank you. In my eyes, you are. We're coming back with Wes Reynolds next. Get some plays. Yes. Okay, you can sign up today at BetMGM, enjoy the thrill of victory on your very first bet. The king of sportsbooks welcomes you to Showtime with the lock of the year. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any pro football team. If any team scores a touchdown, you're gonna to win $200 free. So again, this is essentially BetMGM giving you 200 bucks. If you're a new subscriber, just get over there. VSIN200, make sure you use the code and you're gonna win $200. It's a new customer offer paid for in free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. What eight hundred Gambler if you have an issue. As we welcome you back here on a Friday edition of the Lombardi Line, of course we're going to be here tomorrow. We'll get to we'll head to the basement with Michael Lombardi and get your bottom ten. Did you? We're going to update that, right? I'm guessing the bottom ten is going to get I gotta, updated. Yeah,
7: I got I got tied up watching tape today. I'll do that one. No, I, that's I'll
6: okay. That, yeah, I'm I'm not I'm trying sorry. to give you homework. I'm just I love the segment, so we're going to get into that, and then uh, we've got our first full Sunday which is gonna be awesome here on the Lombardi line. So again, every weekend we don't stop. So we bring in our buddy, Wes Reynolds. Now, of course, Vison host point spread, weekly contributor rock tour, or as he calls himself, what's the French word you use for yourself again? I'm sorry.
2: I believe it is bon vivant.
6: Yes, bon vivant is exactly right. And he is that, and everybody knows this about Wes Reynolds. Wes, uh, your takeaways from yesterday moving forward is a better on Tampa and Dallas.
2: Well, on the Dallas side, I think you at least have to be encouraged that Dak looks like he's back. I don't even know if he's 100% because I think he was a little lukewarm to be running last night, but... If you look, I think he's got a lot of weapons and and if he can stay upright with lamb and with Cooper, I know Gallup got dinged up last night, but he's got a lot of weapons in those passing games. Now the running game. I'm not so sure. I don't want to look at one game and just jump to conclusions, but they really struggled to run the ball last night. Now a lot of that is because Tampa Bay is really good at the front four. But I think what you saw with the number yesterday when it went up to nine and a half early in the morning, that was basically like books moving on air because because they didn't want any more teaser money because the teaser money obviously came in in droves on Tampa Bay so if you got it early you got paid but if you got two ties and teasers unless it's specified on a parlay card so you know get those numbers in early if you're gonna do those key numbers through three and seven
7: that that's a great point Wes I never thought about that yesterday that that number was being driven by all the people teasing the, the play down uh, and, uh, you know, I, I guess that uh, that was showing up because the money count was so even. There was there was similar money on, on Tampa and there was similar money on Dallas, yet that line kept moving away. And and, and I kind of was wondering what happened. That's a great point on that. I never yep. thought about the teaser play, especially, I think, when you get over that 7 half. I think that's probably, and I'd love to hear your commentary on this, that's why are we seeing that with the Detroit-San Francisco line as well? I think we very
2: well could be Michael. It might have been more pronounced last night because it was a standalone Thursday night game. It's the NFL opener. Everybody's going to be watching and you already had an inflated line on Tampa Bay anyway because they're the Super Bowl champions and then we didn't know if Dak how close he was to 100% what his health was going to be because we didn't really see him in the preseason. So that could be with Detroit and San Francisco. But I think with such a crowded card and obviously a full board on Sunday it's probably not as pronounced as it would be for last night's game
6: Yep, well put now the opportunity to buy low on Washington right they're headed to the big house and this open Michigan Lane five and a half you can find a seven mostly six and a half your thoughts cuz you're gonna take Washington here Wes
2: Yeah, I took seven, and this is a little bit of a hold-your-nose type of play. If you watched that offense last week, it was absolutely embarrassing. Everybody in Seattle is kind of wanting John Donovan, the offensive coordinator's head here, because the Washington offense hadn't really been that great. Dylan Morris threw three picks. They only had 65 yards rushing. But this Washington defense is still very good. Montana only had 232 yards of total offense. And then you look on the offensive side, Washington was down three receivers. They lost a guy on the first drive of the game. So Montana basically just stacked the box and ran the ball and forced that quarterback to beat him, and he couldn't do it. But the reason why I go against Michigan a little bit here, they clearly outperformed the market because the market came in on Western Michigan last week. It was 17, went down a trickle to about 16, 16 and a half, and then Michigan absolutely stomped Western Michigan, who's actually one of the favorites in the MAC, and did a lot of damage on the ground, 335 yards on 43 carries, so I think this is a little bit of an overreaction. I think the game of the year line was actually about one and a half, as low as one and a half over the summer. And then Circa was first to market, and they posted Michigan minus four. And then all the early action came in on Michigan thinking, okay, let's drive this number up. This could be kind of maybe some sharp guys early in the week. Because in terms of the openers, when these come out on Sunday, Sunday night, Monday morning, it's not usually your Joe average better that are betting this early in the week. They're betting, you know, mostly on game day or at least the day before. So they're driving this number up. I think there's going to be buyback on Washington. And I think you've already seen it because you've seen some six and a halves reappear. This is a good defense. I don't know still what Michigan is going to be, but we'll find out certainly tomorrow night. But I thought seven was a little big here.
7: You know, I, I what do you think of the under? I mean, I think this figures to be a pretty strong defensive contest, considering how the last week games played out. I, I kind of feel like this could be under what it's at, 48 and a half. What do we have it? We have it at 48. I, I think the under might be in play here, too.
2: Yeah, I'm with you, Michael. This open 51, there's still a couple rogue 49s, kind of some outliers out there. But 48, 48 and a half. I think this is going to be a low scoring game. I think the under probably it's worth a little bit less because you're not getting top number here, but I think it's probably still worth it. I think this is this just looks like like a 2017 type of game for me
6: yeah lake's a defensive guy and in harbaugh's tenure that's the best and that's without don brown michael but that's the best i've seen their defense flying mm-hmm. around uh, was against western michigan uh, so i would agree with both of you on that under and great distinction from west as far as the type of money coming in and the timing okay next one on west reynolds board here you're gonna go arkansas what do you got on the number
2: yeah, I got plus seven here on the Hogs. And Texas got bet early in the week, I think, because they, like well, like I was just mentioning with the previous game, they outperformed the market. If you look at the first game when they were playing the Ragin' Cajuns, who were 23rd ranked at the time. So the Raging Cajuns are the real deal. They're a very good team. Yes. They're still probably going to win 10 games. But the line was 14 and a half. And then it went down as low to eight before you saw a little trickle of buyback. Maybe some of the early betters were trying to see if they could work a middle on that game. Well, Texas was very good in Starks first game down there in Austin. The quarterback card looked good. They ran the ball pretty well. Meanwhile, Arkansas had to get a front door cover late to cover the 19-and-a-half or the 20. They were down 10-7 at home to Rice, and they got the Boo Birds going into the locker room. They were were down 10 points at one point in the third quarter, and then 31 unanswered. They ran the ball well, but they were sloppy in the first game. And that's why I don't want to overreact too much to first games, because keep in mind, these teams have not played, by and large, most of them in front of full stadiums or even partial full stadiums because of COVID-19. So you're going to see a little bit of sloppiness in these first games. And Arkansas had 13 penalties, 117 yards, two linebackers got tossed for targeting. We saw that was a big theme over last weekend and the first weekend of college football. But you got two old Southwest Conference rivals here and Michael scouted talent for a long time in the NFL. So he remembers the old SWC very well. And Mm -hmm. Arkansas, was kind of the redheaded stepchild of that conference. If you remember, it was all Texas universities. And then there was Arkansas as the outlier before they went to the SEC. So it's one of those rivalry games where I think one side treats it more as a rivalry than the other side. Arkansas looks at this as more of a rivalry game, I think, than Texas does. And now you're going up to seven. I just think this is a little bit of an overreaction. Arkansas is, a you know, Sam Pittman's a good defensive coach came from the Georgia staff so maybe Arkansas was looking a little bit ahead to Texas and that was part and parcel of that slow start last week so Arkansas plus seven.
7: I, I'm a little worried about this one. You know, Arkansas. I love, I, I love uh, Arkansas and and I, as some of the coaches on their staff. I'm friendly with, but to me, when you give up 308 yards to a, a not a very good Rice team, you know Barry Odom can't feel very good about his defense there at Arkansas. And then I was really disappointed with KJ Jefferson. I mean, they got away. Felipe Franks actually had moments and played well for Arkansas last year, but I thought he was not very good against Rice at 12 for 21 for 128 yards, so uh, my sense of this is, Wes, I I think it, it took everything in their power, Arkansas, I I think Texas kind of got a little bit of a rhythm going. I'm surprised this line is as close as it is. I thought it would would itch up to 10, but maybe you're right. I I like Texas here. I'm not going to jump all over uh, that Arkansas train, but you're right. It is a competitive – it is a kind of a game that means a lot to Arkansas. Oklahoma and Texas are games that they love to play from their time at the Southwest Conference.
6: No, it is, it's a great point as far as almost viewing them as rivals, and maybe they don't respect them coming back the other way. Iowa Iowa State, everybody's darling coming out of week one. Pennix Jr. just threw another pick uh, while yes. we were sitting here. Uh, <laughs> that is Iowa, and they go to Ames, and you're going to mitigate the risk here. You're not going to lay the price. You're going to lay the money line.
2: Yeah, minus $1.80, eighty, minus one ninety. Anything less than $2, I like Iowa State here. Iowa State has lost five straight in the Cy-Hawk game to Iowa. So Matt Campbell has never beaten Kirk Ferentz. This is a big game. I know Iowa State was a little bit sluggish against Northern Iowa, only winning by a touchdown, but I think they might have been looking ahead. Iowa look last week the defense and we kind of talked about this matchup with Indiana they out physicaled Indiana at the point of attack and you really saw that and then the Penix two pick sixes really put Indiana behind the eight ball but I think the game even though Indiana was never in the game the game was a little bit closer and I think the score indicated it played more like a 14 or 17 point victory Iowa only had one real big play offensively in the running game because the DB took the wrong angle went inside and then Goodson was off to the races so I think maybe a little bit of an overreaction to Iowa's win and an overreaction to Iowa State kind of playing close with the Northern Iowa team that's always motivated to play the big state schools.
7: Yeah, and you know, this under, I think this under was opened at 48. It's already down to 45. So I like the under when I looked at it the early part of the week. But, man, it has slid all the way down. I think everybody liked the under.
6: Yeah, Iowa State started slow last year as well. Lost to the uh, aforementioned Louisiana team at home to open the season. Well, Wes Reynolds, great stuff, man. Appreciate you. Thanks, Wes. Wes Reynolds, of appreciate course, you. host and uh, contributor there Point Spread Weekly. Talk to you soon, okay?
7: You bet, Thanks, Wes, Thank okay. you.
6: We're coming back. TJ Watt news. Of course, Jamar Chase can't catch a football why, I have the answer coming back here on the Lombardi line. Thank you, Patrick. You're welcome.